The transition is here on election day eve, no less, and Alex and I have the dope content for you as usual. On this first half of the show, we break down the BET Awards, you know, that show that everyone sometimes forgets about. Uh, There was a lot of controversy about those winners, so, you know, we had to talk about it, get into that a little bit. And after that, we get into some dope female rappers we think you guys should check out, people who are kind of shifting the culture in a way and we really think are doing important work. But on the second half, we get a little bit more serious and talk about possible solutions to the bad policing in the wake of the Walter Wallace Jr. killing. Great points were made in that second half, so we really hope you guys stay until the end. Without further ado, The Transition, episode 33. Welcome to The Transition, episode 33. Oscar Princey, Dimitri Williams, back in the studio once again. Take two of episode 33 of The Transition. We, um, I, I should say, I want to put the blame on Alex. Yeah, excuse I, me. <laughs> I took a small L on the first, uh, the first take of this one, and it didn't come out quite right. My audio wasn't there. You didn't hear my my beautiful voice as well as you should have. So here we are doing the re-record on a Monday evening. Alex so graciously decided to to bless me with his presence once again. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do this. Hopefully, it's gonna be even better than the first take, and we're gonna get into it. Do we have to do it like a, a recap of the week again? I guess. Do you want to no. tell them how we've been? <laughs> Alex is looking at me like, yeah, no. Nah, let's 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 just get right into yeah, it. Yeah, my week was good. <laughs> My my week was great. Thank you. Moving on. My week was also good. Now I'm thinking back to last. I feel like I can't even remember last week. Like the weeks just go by so fast. So what the hell happened it, last week? <laughs> it must have been pretty solid. I have no complaints. I'm still alive. Oh, election is coming up tomorrow. By the way, as we're recording this, today's November second. So that's kind of a big deal. This will be posted after that though. So hopefully we're living in a um a world that doesn't involve Donald Trump as our president as of uh, November third. Well, technically still will be until January. But you get what I'm saying. Um, so even though you guys won't hear this, get out and vote anyway. Go vote. <laughs> you won't hear this in time, but you know, it's fine. Go vote anyway. Um, but yeah, last week was cool. Uh, it, it, I think it was a, it was a pretty chill week from what I remember. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Hopefully this one is, is going to be much the same. All this election craziness is, you know, kind of taken over like everything, social media and like news cycle and everything like that. But, um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be, it'll all be over soon. Don't worry. It'll all be so over soon. Um, so, all right. So what we have to get into for this one is that award show that, you know, comes around every now and then the BET Music Awards. Um, and we actually weren't going to talk about this. And then after talking to someone, I was like, oh, wait, all right, I, I guess it's kind of relevant. And then hearing all the controversy that was going on with Meg winning X, Y and Z and this person not winning. And then when I saw the nominations, I was like, this is ridiculous because nothing, none of the really good things from this year were really on here. Um, so it's more of a popularity contest, but whatever. Um, but the first thing we want to get into off the top is this whole Megan the Stallion versus Little Baby. I guess you want to call it like a not a controversy, but uh, like a comparison that people were kind of posing when she won Artist of the Year over him um, and Roddy Rich, of course. And we're talking about this uh, the, the first time around. And <laughs> it's like. For me, at least, and I think I kind of speak for Alex um, a little bit here. It's like, okay, I know that they're both artists. They're both decent. They're both good. But it's neither of them should be artist of the year anyway. So it's like my my level of interest and, and engagement in who wins is kind of like, all right, I know you're the, the person who should win it isn't even in the debate here. So what does it really matter? Like one of them could just get it fine. Um, 
but we might as well weigh in because why not? Um, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, why not? Uh, we love some controversy on here. But uh, <laughs> wait, pa- pause real quick before we get yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Who who should have won in your opinion? But... Who should have won Artist of the Year? Yeah, I think. Hmm. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I think they should have gave it to Nas, um, just as like a legacy award somewhat. And he came out with a really good project. It's 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 up in the air as to whether it was the best project of the year, but he's in the the top five conversation, I think. So I think it would have been um it would have been fair. He didn't do a lot else other than that this year, I don't believe. But it's like who really did at the same time. Um, so yeah, I and maybe it's because maybe they're thinking of Lil Baby and Roddy Rich and Future. I think was in there, whoever. Because they, um, you know, they they're they're prolific. They maybe release um multiple signal sig- uh singles can't speak, uh features and then also albums. You know, throughout a given year, um. So I guess they're maybe doing it by volume. I don't know, but I think if I had to choose someone off the top of my the top of my noggin, I would say I would say Nas. Um, Dark Horse pick, I would say Deontay Hitchcock because I think his album was like phenomenal. Um, granted, maybe not artist of the year phenomenal, but he deserves some type of respect, some somewhere, somehow. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so with this whole Meg versus little baby thing, what do you think off the top? I've been talking for a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm let you <laughs> I'm gonna let you chime in. Yeah, I'm gonna reiterate what what I said on uh, what I said on Friday. I I don't care enough to get mad at uh <laughs> to get mad at this. If I had to soup, if I had to like nitpick, I I think little baby's a better artist, but. Do I do I do I care enough deep down in my soul to 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 get angry about to get angry about this? No, they're both they're both mediocre. So it's like I don't really mediocre. Yeah, that might have been a little harsh, but they're both mediocre. So it's like why am I why am I? <laughs> that might have been a little bit harsh, but I stand on it. Double down, but why am I going to get mad at that? I don't know. It's like I don't have. There's bigger things I can get upset about than them picking between those two artists. The real beef, like you were saying, is who they should have picked in the first place. But if you're gonna if you're gonna use the uh, the list that they gave you, I can't be I can't be that mad. Meg, Meg is a massive brand. Lil Baby is also a massive brand. Both of them are not great rappers, but it's okay. We're gonna move on to the next one. That's what these that, award shows are for. <laughs> that's all right. We can we can accept that. Um, and yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, we see the the field here. The baby. I don't I don't know why he was in there. Drake. I I guess <laughs> future. I, I guess. guess. Uh, Lil Baby, okay. Meg Thee Stallion, okay. Roddy Rich, okay. Um, I don't know. It's just, there's like two two or three of those for me shouldn't have even been in the conversation. So the fact that it came out as a winner that I don't necessarily agree with, I mean, that's kind of statistically what was going to happen, um, which is fine. But it, I, I, it's just surprising to me how much like controversy this arose and in in a way it's understandable because they're both very popular and usually when two artists or an artist is popular it's also it's also kind of understood or people think it's synonymous with actually being good at rapping and having that true rapping ability but in this case that's you know not the case it's like yes these two people are, are very well liked but it just kind of worries me that people think that these these are like two titans of actual rapping ability that are going up against each other. And this is some crazy controversy where meanwhile, it's like, no, like neither of these uh, artists are really like, like that, but it's, and as we talked about this and this is the conclusion we came to on the um, first go round of this was that this is more of a popularity competition rather than who's actually best. So I have to keep that in mind um, as we go through the rest of the stuff here. And just to kind of touch on a few other things or a few other categories, song of the year actually went to the box with, um, of course, Roddy Rich's like hit that 
you know, blew up like January, February, March-ish. Um, everyone was playing it. If you didn't hear it, you must have been living under like three rocks. But <laughs> even as I go through and I see, um, I mean, it's all all the, the Song of the Year candidates were all just super popular songs, which for this category, okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. Because it's, you know, it kind of makes sense. You're going to go by streaming numbers. You're going to go by, you know, what took over social media. What was popular on TikTok, of course. Of course. You know, the things that really matter. Um, so Roddy Rich got it. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, wait, album wait, of the year. Wait, wait was, was WAP nominated? No, actually, surprisingly. What right? the hell? <laughs> What's going on here? Why are they getting blackballed? Um, they put the Savage remix uh, with Meg and Beyonce, but I think that's just because Beyonce. <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess that's fine. Yeah, of course. She um, made Halo, then, man. She can be on any of these lists. <laughs> she makes every list. Yeah. Uh, Hip Hop Album of the Year. They gave it to Roddy, uh, Roddy Rich. Please excuse me for being antisocial. Terrible. <laughs> I'm, I was waiting for you to say it, but uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, you know, maybe 10 albums I would probably put over that one. But that's 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 fine, you know. No love for Spillage Village. No love for Nas. They. I'm talking that's about people I mean. who didn't even get nominated. By the it's way, not fine. <laughs> no, uh, no Spillage Village. No Nas. Um, no Logic, which you know I'm sure Alex is uh, yeah, you know yeah, completely I just fine. Threw with. up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no Benny the Butcher. Greta's project is so Jeez. recent. Recent. He's not really going to make this. But you get what I'm saying. And this is the trend yeah. as it goes on. Uh, best collaboration went to Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce. That should have went to WAP, in my opinion, with Cardi B and Meg. I think that was an uh, impact. I just think that was better. Well, I think it. Well, I mean, if we're throwing sp- Spillage Village into the uh, into the mix oh, here, I'm just talking about the potential. Uh, oh, okay. the potential people who could have won it. I mean, yeah, we all we all know who should have won it, right? Especially <laughs> okay, when they yeah. um, uh, for another category, best duo or group, and they give it to Chris Brown or, and Young Thug. <laughs> when Spillage Village dropped a whole album. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But you know, um, you know, that's that's fine. Gave it to Pop Smoke for best new hip hop artist, which makes sense, um, especially with the, the the tragedy of this passing this year. Um, lyricist of the year um went to Rap City, which, you know, I'm 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 fine with that. Uh I don't really know why she got it this year in particular, but you know, that's yeah, we, cool. Yeah, we don't really know the reason, but we're cool. Yeah, I'm 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 kinda <laughs> lost, but Rhapsody's great, so I'm just glad that yeah. you know she won something. We we stand um, for Rhapsody. We always stand for she Rhapsody. She gets random awards. <laughs> Best lyricist of the year twenty fifteen goes to Rhapsody. Thank you so much for whatever yeah, you did. They could have easily given it to Chuck D and I would have been had the same reaction. Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't know why, but you know, good for Producer her. of the Year went to Hit Boy, which I don't if they give it to anybody else, it would have been blasphemy. I mean a lot of this list is blasphemy, but he was he was so good. Even in twenty nineteen Hit Boy was good. So I'm I'm glad he got some respect. And of course, best hip hop platform went to the transition podcast. Just kidding. It went to the Joe Budden podcast, unfortunately. Give us a few years. We'll get up there. Bro, we um, got we we got We got a know. long way to go before no, we're gonna be mentioned in the beach. Joe anyways. stole that from us, man. You think so? <laughs> yeah, we got higher quality content than Joe. Do you think the like the, the voting system got like infiltrated or something? Like is this some like shenanigans? Do we Is it some Republican type <laughs> stuff, man? What's going on here? They probably suppressed our vote. Uh, probably this is some to 2016 become, type jedi mind tricks that we're going through right 20 jedi mind tricks. oh i mean honestly every year jedi mind i'm playing yeah. uh, <laughs> I got, not really though <laughs> at the yeah. same time nope <laughs> um but yeah so overall that's the bet awards um it was there it happened and 
just to go into this, um, you know, real quick, why do you think award shows like this are not really as important as they were, say, like 15 years ago? Because I remember when I was kind of coming up as a young Dimitri, these were kind of <laughs> paint the picture, paint the picture, paint the picture. you know, um, uh, high waters on tucked in shirt, pocket protector, super large glasses. Um, you know, I was listening to <laughs> listening or watching the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex is about to fall out of his chair. <laughs> keep painting i mean that's that's pretty much it you know um eating my captain crunch cereal in the morning um getting wedgies when i go to school getting shoved into lockers um, you know the you vibe. Know, all that stuff you, you know the vibe <laughs> <laughs> um you know when i was coming up it felt like these things were kind of more relevant and people cared like you know when the emmys came on or the grammys or the bet awards or whatever like people were like oh my goodness like you know we're we're curious we want to know um, now it's it. I don't know. I feel like they just go relatively unnoticed, or is it maybe just me who's lost touch? What do you think about that? I don't know. I because I, I, I think it's for the reasons that we just talked about. They give it to they give it to people that don't too many bad to, decisions in a row. Yeah, they give it to people that don't deserve to win. I have I have a couple albums in front of me right now that I wanted to shout out. Uh, mm. Circles, Mac Miller. Oh my goodness, yeah. I completely forgot about the, that. The the allegory, Royce to five nine, unlocked Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. Uh, yeah, this year. A written testimony, Jay Alec, Pray for Paris, West Side Gun, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, RTJ Four, Run the Jewels, The Outrunners by Currency and Harry Fraud, uh, Limbo by Amine didn't didn't even get talked about. Not to mention Nas. I didn't really like that though, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, that can go on there. It was yeah, better than what was on there. That's what I mean. But the, the, the <laughs> so. list, yeah, the list goes on and on though. But when like when good music doesn't get uh, doesn't get respected or represented, I think a lot of I think these award shows lose a lot of the uh, a lot of the a lot of the currency that they have that they have to offer. It becomes kind of empty and meaningless. Like a lot of the like a lot of the music that the people that get. Uh, they get nominated make. So. And you know, that's it's you you really just brought it full circle because that's the the reasoning. When you're seeing, you know, constantly music that isn't really good or isn't actually I I'm I'm starting to think what can really be categorized categorized as rap anymore, being noted as the the top rap song or the top album or getting all the streams, like this is gonna be the result that you're gonna constantly get the wrong people winning and the good music is gonna keep on getting pushed down. Um, which is unfortunate because it would it would be nice if these awards actually meant something. But you look at, you know, historically and then you see that like, oh, wait, all the way back in like 2012, why did Macklemore beat <laughs> uh, I mean. Kendrick Lamar for album of the year? Like, it's just ridiculous stuff like that is why you can't really take these things too seriously. And you just kind of have to, I don't know, you just have to know what's good in a way. And I think one thing I, I think I brought this up on um, last time we did this episode 33. It sounds weird. I'm keep on referencing an episode that uh, the people are never going to hear. But um, I think I want to start taking music recommendations um, and finding new music from artists that I respect. You know, what do they listen to? Like, who are they kind of, um, you know, supporting in a way? Because if you're listening to Spotify, Apple Music, you know, all these things for your music and, and hoping that they actually curate something that's good. You're you're probably gonna be let down to be quite honest with you. you know, you're not really gonna get the the music that you. The, I mean, you maybe get the music that you enjoy for the moment, but you're never gonna really find those things that are truly enriching and and really valuable and that have that you know replayability. Um, you'll find it sometimes, but it, predominantly that type of music doesn't get pushed. I mean, you'll get it from people who have been able to make it to the mainstreams. You know, your J. Cole's, Kendrick's, of course. Um, but like all like a Saint John. I never got pushed the St. John song and he's actually like fairly, you know, well known and he's a really interesting artist. Um, and we're actually going to talk about some female artists in a second uh, that 
are much in the same vein as that. Like they are good, but I don't hear their music, unfortunately. Ever. Were you yeah. going to say something? Yeah, I want to pause. You uh, you shouted out my favorite artist of uh, of 2020. St. John. Uh, oh, do yeah, you want to yeah. say anything about him? Pimp is his album a little bit or anything? I forgot yeah, what I, it's called. I was going to say, I kind of do. Uh, go listen to Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs, which came Ghetto out in 2019. Lenny, yeah. yeah, amazing album. And then While the World uh, While the World Was Burning is coming out, I believe, November 20th. I got to yeah. check myself. But go Early check November, out, I believe. Yeah, go check out his single, Sucks to Be You. Great single. Great artist. Sucks to be you. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> great song um yeah he just did a whole he just did a whole thing on his instagram about going out to vote too and did a whole three dope yeah so shout out to saint john and everything he's doing he makes really good music seems to be a really good person so you know speaking of that actually um because now as this podcast is coming out obviously i said earlier on it was november 2nd so halloween has already passed this is this is kind of unrelated but i just thought about this what do you think about like all these artists kind of neglecting like the moment somewhat either not talking about the the election or not talking about covid or, or and kind of just going on as if it's business as usual the reason why i brought this up is because um someone was saying to me the other day that meg was having like a halloween party um like that was going to bring out you know obviously hundreds of people because it's meg and you know she's a mega star right now um and they were saying how they you know are a fan of their of her music but that's so irresponsible of her to do what do you think about that when, you know, artists that you like, and you don't really like Meg that much, but artists that are out there that you may like, um, you know, kind of neglect things or just pretend that things aren't happening and, and, and are a little selfish like that. Does that turn you off from their music or can you just kind of like, you know, okay, well, that's Meg's going to be Meg. You know, can you kind of do one of those? Yeah, I think it all comes back to our J. Cole conversation. Man, our, <laughs> our snow on the our snow on the bluff conversation. We got to start. We got to create like a drinking game for every time we say J. Cole, and we're both gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be passed out after five minutes of the podcast. Oh but, my god! But but I mean, I don't think I'm wrong though. I think what what's the responsibility of what's the sp- responsibility of celebrity? Like he asks these questions: Am I just this normal guy? What am I? What am I supposed to be doing? I'm not. I'm not this almighty hero role model that. That, that everybody should be looking up to, but I think that that does beg the question: Should you be, uh, should you be looking at yourself as this role model, and how sh- how you should how you sh- how ugh, can't talk how you should be acting? I do believe should reflect the uh, the role model that he is for a whole lot of people, and I think Meg should uh, Meg should hold herself to that same standard. The other thing is, you don't especially see... when she's so huge, right? Yeah, like I just. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And the thing about J. Cole is, too, you don't see him inviting 400 people over for a Halloween party. Or I don't know the details of the Halloween party, but you don't see him throwing Halloween bashes right, 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 right. So he, in, the middle of, in the middle of COVID. So I think he is in a little bit – I don't know. I think he can ask those questions <laughs> Because he, he also pays it uh, – maybe not pays it forward, but pays it forward, and he follows through on it. That's what I um, kind of meant to say, that he's not – it would be one thing if he's being a narc or being a hypocrite and saying like, "Oh, people shouldn't be doing this," and then he's doing it himself. But I feel like he at least tries to live his rap somewhat, which obviously, as we know, a lot of these artists don't. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Meg, though. I mean. Yeah. 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 Just to kind of come, kind of come all the way, all the way back. But I, yeah. I don't think I don't think she should be. I think she has a responsibility to act as a role model to her in huge 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 base she has a lot of fans that's the thing and if you're (laughs) she has a lot of yeah and if you're in that position i don't think you can really you you don't you don't you can't really afford to screw up if that makes Mm. sense like i don't know influence is just too too large yeah and especially at this time too when there's so much negativity going on there's so much uncertainty why are you throwing why are you throwing more uncertainty into into the uh 
Yeah, into the bucket, into the bucket. Record COVID <laughs> numbers this past week too. Um, yeah. Even though people are saying that the virus has stopped, but it's actually gotten um, a lot worse. Yeah, Public England, service announcement, in case you yeah, guys didn't know. Yeah, PSA. England is PSA lo- for you. Yeah, England's locked down for a month. We, I yeah. believe, have historically trailed about six-ish weeks even behind Canada Europe. Is like, yeah, we can't go to Canada, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, they won't let they won't let us in. I was I was gonna I was gonna try to get out of here in time, but I, I just didn't I didn't book the flight fast enough. Yeah, no, I was talking to, I was talking to well, I was thinking about Nick. I should say my brother the other day who goes to St. Joe's, and if Biden wins, the I third am, shadow member of the transition, the podcast. third shadow member. Yeah, I am not. I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that we will also be locked down for a certain period of time, depending on how all of this That's, shakes out. So. Uh, Man, we, we transitioned to the social relevancy side of the podcast already, huh? Just like yeah, that. I was going to say, I'm a little, I'm, I got a little ahead of the skis a little Let bit. Let me reel it back in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we are almost 20 minutes in here, so we can kind of finish this up. Um, but speaking of female artists, let's talk about some unknown, well, not unknown, but obscure female artists that we came across in yeah. you know the, the past week or so when we were kind of prepping for this episode the first time around. Um, <laughs> take one. Take one. Uh, so over the you know pat i think this is episode like number 11 or 12 since the restart the rebrand um the (laughs) the rebrand (laughs) the 2020 rebrand um and we i think we've know this noted this in some episodes that there's been somewhat of like a flagrant lack of push for female artists in the past few years at least from you know when i feel like i at least i'm not sure about you but but really invested into kind of rap and hip-hop and paying attention to what's going on i just haven't seen a lot in the past few years unfortunately so in an attempt to make an effort to find some great female artists, you know, we went through a few YouTube videos, we went through a few lists. Um, and I have to give the credit to Alex for this one, that he actually found two really good artists that I had never heard of, um, but both make really good music. Um, and just to say, just as a little um, anecdote, I guess, we went to a list um, and these, you know, Google results, we're not using Bing or Yahoo or anything. Um, yeah, and we went to this top 25 list or top 50 list of um, female artists that were, you know, up and coming and, you know, you should check out. I would just like to say neither of these artists were on that list. <laughs> yeah, my God, that list was bad. <laughs> that list was not good. And it's not it's not me coming at those artists at all, but it was just saying, like, like I where's the quality in a way? Like, why are you guys doing them a disservice like this? Like, if there yeah. are great artists out there, like the two that we're about to mention, like, push them please like I, i'm so glad that you told me about you know tierra whack and i heard about rico nasty and all these other artists that well i mean Ari lennox that kind of you know dream dreamville connection but you know all these artists that it's just like you will not hear about them like they'll be on a song like in the back somewhere maybe and you might hear about them that way but it, like i said you aren't going to find these artists in your spotify feed or your um, apple music feed at least not mine maybe i'm maybe i'm doing something wrong they're empty um, on mine too so I <laughs> alex is like i can also vouch for that if you want um, flow millie i got plenty of that but oh i got plenty of flow millie i got plenty of mulatto i got plenty of meg i got plenty of nikki cardi um but i think these two artists that we're going to yeah. mention kind of step outside that box a little bit um but yeah so let's get into those two so the first one uh, whose name i really just enjoy (laughs) uh princess nokia and we heard about her from well you heard about her from her song um s-h-i-t basically or sugar honey iced tea if it's like the abbreviate or the um, acronym or whatever um really interesting song i thought both in concept and in practice i think the and when you attach it to the music video as well because the visuals the the performance the the artistry of it is really interesting 
Um, and then also the message behind it is really interesting. She actually had a bar in there where she was mentioning how different she is from, which a lot of artists do, but then they come full circle by being exactly the same as everyone else, which is annoying. Um, but she actually had a bar in there where she mentioned, you know, how different um, she was from other artists in terms of, and I think I, I have it pulled up right now. Um, I got a real code of honor that I take seriously. If Colin Cap was a woman, then I'd be dead on one knee. My revolution is soulful. I'm healing kids with my hands. I'm talking love. I'm talking loving my people, not fighting bees for bands. I got no hate in my heart. I think it's funny I rap. I did not bang in the streets, and I did not trap in the trap. Um, which is a dope bar just by itself. But I think it's interesting to be happy about being outside of what you're seeing um, so much become popular right now. You know, she's not, um, I think, adhering to that mold. And it's what we, it, we've really been talking about this for a while, I feel like. Because um, even on the, the, you know, the first iteration of the Transition Podcast, I felt that we this was something we discussed. We definitely had an episode about this, talking about female artists um, and the image that is just kind of being cultivated and, the, the image that's being pushed for in a way, like what the industry wants female artists to be and what they're going to give them success for. You know, if you're going to copy kind of like a Nicki Minaj or a Meg Thee Stein or that overall vibe um, and in terms of image and then also content and music, like you're going to you have a better chance of being successful, honestly. Um, and it's cool to see people step outside of that. Um, and I think she's someone who does that. And her name is really cool. And uh, yeah, you should go check her out. So I'll link that um, song or maybe her Spotify or something down below. And then this other artist, Lil Sims, do you want to kind of tackle her? Yeah, I have a Pause. question for you first. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think the industry does not, does not believe that female acts on their as standalone rappers can, can perform? And that is, a, when you're saying standalone acts, do you mean like without a sexualized image or are you talking about without like a partner in crime in terms of like, you know, maybe like being a feature or something like that? Which one do you, which one do you mean? Let's go with both. But I think part one ah, of it. what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part one of what you just said is the, okay, is the important okay, got one. You. Both yeah, are hard yeah. questions to answer. I would yeah. say for that first one, yes, definitely. Um, I feel, and honestly, I think it's, it's, no, it's, it's done with men to a degree, but you have a lot more wiggle room. Like you can have everything from a young thug to a J Cole and everything kind of in, in between. between. Yeah. Um, but for women, it's, it's definitely a set like mold that we're talking about. We're talking about like the little Kim, Missy Elliott, Nicki Minaj, like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's kind of been popular throughout the past like 30 years or so. Um, it's like that image specifically is the only thing that really gets pushed. Like you, I, and it's either you're going to be that in terms of the rap space, or you're going to be the soulful R and B sing, you know, sing songy type, um, or the pop type if you're talking about like a Taylor Swift or something like that. But if we're talking about rap and hip hop, you know, kind of specifically as a lane, it's always going to be that mold. And it's unfortunate because it's like, why is that the case? That how you know big their butts are is is you know indicative of how successful they're going to be it's it's ridiculous honestly it's it's crazy um and i'm not sure if it's you know these newer artists like that's just who they are as people and you know they just happen to really align or is it that they know what it is and they're just cultivating that image um to be successful i think it's a little bit of both to be honest like maybe they did have this flair and flamboyance in their personality but they know like hold on a second I can get on with this. Okay, like, let me kind yeah. of ride this wave a little bit. And of course you're going to do that. Like, you want to be successful. You want to be popular. But um, I think as, like, someone like a Cardi B um, kind of realized that it's, um, I don't know, it it only kind of takes you to a point. And I think there's a lot of dissatisfaction with com that comes with that when you're getting these expectations always thrown on top of you. And I say Cardi B because I think Cardi B gets a lot of hate for kind of speaking her mind a lot. 
Um, but I think, I don't know, as I think a lot of people kind of paint her as unintelligent and, you know, very unaware. But I, I kind of disagree with that, actually. 100%. From, yeah, from things that I've heard her say, I think she's kind of very, um, very woke on the moment that she's in right now and how she's perceived by uh, the people around her, which is dope. Um but yeah, so that's that's to answer the first side of that. In terms of, you know, having like a backing from, you know, uh, another artist or something or being able to stand on their own two feet, I agree with that too. Um, you know, I, th I think you, you have a high, in terms of, uh, you know, the whole like, oh, I didn't sign a deal, I got on without a label, et cetera, et cetera. I think, you know, you're going to see a lot more um, men kind of making it through that journey than women, for whatever reason. This time, I really don't know. Um, but I think it's overall that just women don't get a lot of push in the in the world of hip hop and rap, even though it's it's a very even playing field. Like everybody can, you know, you have lungs, you have breath, just like a man does. You know, there's no reason why you couldn't rap just as good as a J. Cole, a Kendrick or whoever. Um, but I just think it's that stigma like, oh, women can't rap. Like, stop it. You know, I'd rather listen yeah. to this SoundCloud rapper over here than this female SoundCloud rapper over here. And, you know, that just kind of creates that that dichotomy, I guess, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. All I'm saying is young M.A. can probably outwrap 99.5% of everybody on this planet and she doesn't get nearly enough play. And it, it's hard. And that's what I'm trying to get to. It's hard to be a purist hip hop musician yes. as a female. It's very difficult be, right now. And be successful and it, it's it's difficult as a male as well but not nearly as as challenging as being a female artist and trying to do the same thing like the level of difficulty is exponentially harder and they make the same type of music so it's just something to kind of throw out into the throw out in the universe but and it bothers me because it's like it's just apples to apples it's like the same thing granted the bars might you know be a little bit different and the the lyrical content's a little different but it's you know overall you're you're getting the same thing either way and this goes into a i think a much you know larger misogynistic and societal issue that we have going on um which i'm sure alex has some strong feelings on one way or the other and we'll have to get into that another episode but it's i don't know it's it's ridiculous and it's it's kind of annoying but you know we're almost 30 30 minutes in right now so let's um let's wrap this up and, and transition so little sims you want to say your piece on her before we go yeah just quick recommendation um kendrick lamar put me onto her music um you see yeah. great artist putting you onto another great artist <laughs> yeah great artist authentic music great sound different um go listen that's really all i have to say go listen to good music it's it's <laughs> Go I, listen I to good go music. Listen to good music, yeah. We're not talking about the label. Uh, well, go listen to some good music too. Some good. But, there we go. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's what it's kind of it's kind of the same trend I was talking about. I think I mean, a couple of weeks ago, but I threw on. I was talking about streams of streams of thought or what is it? Streams of thought three, volumes of thought. Volume three. three. Volume streams of thought. Volume three. There we there go. There we go. There yeah, we I go. threw I threw on the Black Thought project. Doesn't respect on Black Thought's name. Yeah, but I threw on the Black Thought project, and then I threw on I don't even know what the hell I threw on. Some like trash. It, it was <laughs> I, I want to. Yeah, I want to do was a comparing trash. Was basically. this? Wait, hold on. Was this the um? Was this when you played um Made in Tokyo's Signal? Is that is, oh, that, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the new Made in Tokyo project. Yeah, with yeah, um Chance and um Smino. Yeah, the whole, I played the okay. whole project. I played them. I played them back to back. Yes, to yes, kinda, yes, yes. Yeah. Just to kind of get an idea, and it's it's. How did you feel about that? How did that make you feel? It's just, I don't know, man. Good. <laughs> It's hard to even put into perspective. Black Thought, you it's just, so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. I mean, you can tell an artist, and uh, you can tell the difference between an artist and musician, and and well, I could not even say musician, an artist and somebody that makes music, um, very, very, very easily, and somebody who cares about their craft, and somebody who just puts out 
kind of verbal verbal garbage in order to try to get streams diary of the mouth to, basically. yeah and to try to try to cling on to trends that are popular in order to try to make try to make music and this i think the same principle can be said for somebody like lil sims who's just an incredibly authentic different artist that very makes authentic really, yeah that makes really just objectively good music so there's not a reason you shouldn't want to go listen to that is kind of mm-hmm. what i would say and then also uh, to kind of piggyback off that, that Chica album too, Industry Games. Industry Games, Games yeah. Yes, loved that. Listen to that all the way through earlier this week, late last week, something like that. Great yeah. project. Another super underappreciated, I think, female artist that was even on Double XL and still probably underappreciated. But exactly. and I had never heard of her prior to Double XL. I had you no know, idea. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and even now, I think she's still a little obscure. Of those XXL like participants, she might be the most you know unknown one out of all of them. Even though she probably has the best project out of all of them, by far, you know, to yeah. date. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And just to kind of tie back to that Black Thought point really quick, it's you if you throw on Magnificent um, on that Black Thought streams of uh, streams of Thought Volume Three album compared to, I almost want to say any like traditional trap song that has come out this entire year you just it's just a different tier of rapping i mean it's it's almost to the point where it doesn't even sound like he's rapping anymore black thought i'm talking about it's like he's just talking and it turns into music like it's it's to that level that it's that easy um i mean from like honestly and it's (laughs) it it makes sense why he named the project that because it's just like the the things that are kind of coming out of his head it's like i I would have to look into it to see how he put it together but it's almost like he it feels like he freestyled the whole thing um honestly which i wouldn't be surprised about because we all know what he does um when it comes to freestyles if you haven't um heard the the funk flex freestyle do yourself a favor and listen to that but it's just it's crazy the breath control the and and you know i was thinking i was thinking about you actually pause um but i was thinking about you in terms of of logic (laughs) i was thinking about you in terms of logic watch yourself um, and how you were saying (laughs) how you were saying you don't really know why like his lyrics don't hit you and inspire you and I think it has much to do with the voice, you know, and I think it's just something that, you know, some artists have and some don't. I mean, even if the, the lyrics are there, it's that delivery, tone of voice and and mood almost that they set within a song. That's just so, so important. And it's something that you can't almost you can't teach that in a way like some people have it. Some people don't, as far as I'm concerned. And Black Thought just has it like in, in spades. spades. You right? like a Jay-Z, a Nas, a, a Kanye, a Rick Ross. Like it's just they're just. I don't know. They just have a mood within their songs that it's just like it's 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 originally theirs. Like you you can't that you can't mistake that style for anything else, right? Um, whereas you know uh, a made in Tokyo, of, of course you can. Like he sounds like everybody else in a way. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to say my piece on that real quick. Yeah, that's all I got. Go listen to good music. Go listen to Aquemini. Go listen to Stankonia. Go go listen Stankonia. to good artists. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, but all right, so that's the that's the first half of the podcast wrapped up. I hope you enjoyed the positivity because now we get to get negative. Oh my goodness! I I know you guys were all looking forward to this. So um, so I guess it's now two weeks two weeks ago because it might have been last early last week or maybe the week before last week at this point. I'm I'm losing track of my days. That um, Walter Wallace Jr. was shot and killed in. Philadelphia, you know, a, a city that I'm close to and that Alex is also subsequently close to because of school and whatnot. Um, and it's, it, I'm not sure if you had the same like surreal type of like moment, but it's so weird that like, I don't know, it's you hear about these stories and everywhere else but where you live. At least that's the way I feel sometimes. And now it's like, oh, it's it's reached home now in a way. Not that these issues didn't hit home before, but 
I don't know. It just made it even like twice as worse. That it's just like, man, I could have been like, like someone I know, one of my friends, which has always been like the, I guess the part that kind of hurts about this, that it's like, it, it could be anybody, right? Like it's, it's, there's no real rhyme or reason to these things. It's just average people getting gunned down. But anyway, to, and, and, and I said this on the first um, iteration of this and I'll say it again. I'm not, I don't really want to do another play by play of, of someone's death and, and kind of, of talk about things that way. Uh, long story short that uh, he was uh, this, this man, Walter was having a uh, somewhat of a, a, a mental episode um, and after, you know, uh, trying to be consoled and, you know, pacified by his mother, um, police shot and killed him, um, because he was holding a knife. Um, not that he was, you know, had her hostage or had anyone else hostage. It's just that he was being irate, angry, um, and, you know, just kind of, you know, a little bit all over the place, I would assume. I didn't watch the video for the, much of the same reason. Like, I, I just kind of didn't want to see that. Um, but what I wanted to kind of do this time around um and it's so sad that we have to say this time around because this has almost become its own segment on our podcast at this point that like every like two three episodes we can kind of expect to be talking about something like this um i just kind of wanted to talk about things that could be done differently um and i thought on on the the episode that we did last time or you know that we tried to do last time we actually had a lot of good things to say um of t in terms of policing and how that can somewhat change in the future and we have to of course dive more into this uh, maybe next week or maybe the week after next week because i think i i really want to put a lot of time and effort into this to make sure we get the facts right get the fact checking out there um only the facts <laughs> yeah only the facts no opinions on this episode on this podcast but um you know it was just interesting to me just to start off i think it was really interesting to see the amount of videos that were posted of like people in other countries or other police forces like how they handle situations like this so much differently where it's like 10 police officers, riot shields, preparation, strategy. And in the U.S., it's just like, oh, well, you know, he had a knife, so we shot him. It's just, I, I don't know. It, it just feels like, um, especially among African-American, especially among African-American people, it's just, it's so much more, it's so much less leeway given. Like, it's so much more of like, all right, well, there, there's nothing we can do here. Like, it, we just got to kill him. That's it. You know, um, the end of story. And it's just, it, it's it, it's crazy, you know? It's honestly crazy. But I think I want to kind of start from that perspective. You know, in 2029, you said that you asked this question, and maybe you, you can somewhat answer it. Why do you think that now in 2020 that there's no other recourse or way to, to really pacify situations other than a gun in terms of, of police and, and policing people? What do you think about that? I have no idea, man. I, I, I don't have any. I'm, I'm hoping to have an answer by uh, by Friday, but it just seems incredible to me that we can. I don't know that we have... when you said that I, I it's almost one of those things that you kind of don't realize until someone says it. And I was like, that's like that's so true. <laughs> Years yeah. of policing 2020. We have technology where planes can be like invisible and our military is like technologically advanced. And all we have to police the streets is a gun. Yeah, really. like that's I don't that's know. that's that's the only option nowadays. We can we we can we can we can use CRISPR technology to to splice to splice and sequence DNA. We have we have, we have artificial intelligence that can compute the most complicated of complicated, whether it be formulas or chemical sequences. Whatever you want to know. <laughs> yeah, but we but we but we can't really figure out how to get anywhere between a between a taser and a Glock. Like that hasn't been that hasn't been that hasn't been figured out yet. There's no way to there's no way to basically take control of a situation other than using other than basically using a gun. 
that's the only that's the only recourse that can be used it just seems i don't know in 2020 it just seems so antiquated that uh that that's still that that's still that that's still what we're doing so that's kind of all i have to say and it's just one of those things that i don't think i ever really thought about before but it's a question i asked myself the other day it's like why 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 is our only action kind of lethal or 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 you kind of have to taste somebody there should be there should be an in-between that, that we should be employing and i don't know what that is or where that's necessarily going to come from but it's a question that i think uh police forces across the nation and government has to ask itself but what do you what what, what do you think no i agree with you and it's and one thing especially that i thought was interesting when we were kind of going through this conversation is that I, like the the tools are there. <laughs> the, tools the tools are, are there. there. Um, you know, whether it's examples from other countries or, you know, just, I, I don't know, just data and statistics and facts that can be found. Like, and, and I think you said this um, as well. Like, you know, why can't we have one of these, you know, data crunching companies or, you know, a Google or some someone like that, an NVIDIA, et cetera, like come up with some solution to break it down by like almost you know, by county by county, district by district basis of like, okay, like this is going on here, this is going on here, this is what we're seeing a lot. Um, you know, by percentages, these are the facts and this one is what needs to be done. I feel like conclusions like that can be made about, you know, other things so so quickly. 100%. And it seems like this issue is just so much more it's just so much slower, right? It's like it's just it takes so long to to reach any consensus. And we talked about this that it, it was you know it's so many different areas, so many different counties, so many different districts, precincts, etc. But it's like at at some point, especially now with everything going on, or that has gone on, I should say, and continues to go on, like there has to be there there has to be some force or precinct or somebody that's doing this correctly that we can try and find you know, like a, a formula to follow. Because if Alex and I can sit here for like 20 minutes and come up with, you know, a handful of solutions, you know, this is, isn't even our jobs, right? Like it, it feels like there should be- this. <laughs> we, I don't get paid for this. I don't get paid for this either. Like there should be someone in charge of this, someone who's able to make, you know, um, serious, you know, serious suggestions and changes. But I think there needs to be like an overall paradigm shift in terms of policing and in terms of, going about situations like this. And I think this is where we got stuck last time around um, in terms of, you know, how does something like that happen? Like, how do you, how do you take all these 15, 20, 25 year police veterans that have been just brought up and indoctrinated into the system to police a certain way to do it differently and to be sensitive and to understand the problems that we're facing right now? Like, how does that, how does that happen? Um, you want to say something? I was gonna say I, I I don't think it it sounds almost uh, out of scope to deal with, but I do think it sounds very difficult. On the it sounds very me. difficult. Yeah, yeah. But I do think I do think there's at least ways to address these problems. And the first is, like Dimitri was kind of alluding to earlier, I do think this is really the time to really leverage big data to the best of our ability. And I think the real problem is we do, I don't. Think? You know, big data, that thing has been guiding the world for the past yes. 10 years, pretty much. Yeah, like everybody yeah. makes data driven decisions, right? Yeah, the oil of society. But the problem is I don't think we have really a centralized kind of police database. What we should have is we should have a completely centralized, massive police database where I could go to Google and say, Google, take these numbers and use predictive analytics and tell me which officers, which departments and which precincts are most likely to use problematic, right? To, yeah, to, to use whether it be lethal, lethal force, uh, 
unlawful use of force, which departments and which officers are most likely to do that based on their previous records? Give me these predictive analytics and we should be able to address the situation that way. And and that's not something that I feel like is that far fetched to try to to try to try to do. And with the computing power that we have now, I feel like that's kind of the base way we should at least find out where a lot of these systemic issues are starting. And they're obviously everywhere, but there's going to be more, some some areas that are more problematic than others and then start to address from the bottom and really at least try to start fixing the problem from there. Tinfoil hat is going on for a second here. <laughs> as I, I think I do this like every episode now. And uh, the, the, what came into my mind as you're talking about like analytics and breaking down things and, and finding these conclusions and uh, doing better police work, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a possibility. What is ICE doing? You know, like what are they doing to, to find these people, um, you know, to, to deport and um, lock in hotels and all this other stuff? And it, the, the fact that there's, you know, surveillance and monitoring of people and their activities, it seems like that's pretty well documented, pretty well known. So it's like, I think as you're saying and i'm agreeing with you that the ability is there i think it's just being used on the wrong side somewhat like it's being put and placed on the people we're being surveyed we're being um you know monitored and and it's like everything around us is we're being kept in check somewhat but the police it's just like they're running free and it's like why can't that flashlight be turned on the other side of things right like why can't the big brother camera be face backwards and it's just I, I don't know. And I think that's that's the issue is that, you know, we're so worried, not, not we, but, you know, it seems like the, the police and maybe, you know, government overall as well, because obviously that ties in, is so worried about, um, you know, the 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 people getting out of order and the, the people doing things that they shouldn't and, and making sure they're acting correctly, whatever that their definition of that is, that the people who are supposed to be doing that and be monitoring that are now acting out of line and they, they don't have any consequence. They don't have any 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 pushback or comeback based on things that um things that happen and it's just i don't know it's it's very frustrating and um one thing i also wanted to tackle before we we get out of here is um the idea of defund i i, I listed down as there it seems like there are kind of three options or a few options that people were um discussing when it comes to police in terms of defunding abolishing completely or reallocating resources and I stand on the side of probably, you know, the reallocation, you know, basis of this, this, this whole thing. Whereas I think for, to, to solve, to solve these problems, you were saying it may need more funding. Why is that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm backtracking because I do kind of want to double down here, but I think the level of education, training, et cetera, needed to truly change the culture of policing within the U.S. is going to take not an exponential amount of funding, but it's going to take a lot of funding. That's not something you can kind of just throw $2 at and say, here, go change this. Now, with that said, and the NYPD and the LAPD are funded by billions and billions, so reallocation is going to be important. But I think it's going to even be more than that as far as mm. trying to educate an entire police force on on how to act, on bias, et cetera, on all these massive issues. And that's not something that, and that's not something that's easy. And that's something that takes a lot of resources, a lot of time, and a lot of just a lot of human capital. So that's not something that, that, 
that you can kind of just say, we're going to take all this money away from the police. If anything, that is probably going to get them more entrenched within their position. And it's going to be even a more us against the world mentality. They, they hate us. <laughs> we're, we're just going to agree with that. Yeah. We're just going to keep doing what we want to do. And this is how it's going to be. So I think people really need to start. People really play, uh, play play checkers instead of chess on a lot of these things and they think very short term mob mentality yeah they think very short term they have no idea what their how their decisions really kind of impact things five years down the road two years down the road 10 years down the road 15 years down the road so if we're really playing uh chess here it's how can we how can we get the ball rolling so that 15 years from now our kids our kids as kids will have a better police force that's more educated and will be We'll be ready to deal with the issues that they have to deal with. So I think that's the question that we should be starting, that we should have really started asking ourselves years and years and years ago, but yeah, that probably. we really that we really have to ask ask now. And so that's kinda that's kinda my take on that. What do you think? No, I agree. Um I, I agree with that. And it's I don't know, it's in a way, it's like in a way, it's it's hard to kind of be rational when these situations are so irrational. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's where that mob mentality comes from. It's like you keep seeing this over and over again. And it's like at some point, you're just going to get pissed off. Like, it, I'm sorry. It's, it's, that's just what's going to happen. It's human emotion. And I can understand where people come from where it's just like, like I don't want these people around anymore. Like they, they're not doing anything that, that's, that's truly helping me. Whether that is the truth or not, you know, that's how it feels. Um, especially when you're comparing them to, you know, other people um, in terms of, you know, firefighters, EMTs, emergency doctors, et cetera, who have to go through extensive training. Right. You know, especially in the case of like a, uh, an emergency room doctor or someone 100%. like that, you know, decades in some cases and continuous learning throughout to be able to do that job, a job that is you can. I mean, I think it's a good comparison between that and the police officer. You know, you hold people's lives in your hands all the time. You have the authority to whether they live or die of course the doctor is trying to save and maybe a police officer is trying to enforce you know and, and so certain certain circumstances differ but you know the the role of those jobs is very critical and i think they kind of are on the same tier but you see the training difference isn't the same so i don't know it's just i, I kind of understand why why people think that you know it needs to be defunded it needs to be abolished et cetera, et cetera, and, and some of the more radical ideas but like you said, when it really comes down to it, it's like, that's not going to happen, right? So where are we going to find the middle ground? Everything is going to end up being a compromise one way or the other. Um, you know, we live in a bipartisan world where different there, there's there's a huge dichotomy in the way people think. Um, and this country being so entrenched for X, Y, and Z years in the, the way of thinking that it has now, it's steps like that in terms of, uh, you know, a straight up abolishment or mass, mass defunding, it's going to be, it's going to be tough realistically to do. Um, that's why, and that's honestly, that's why I kind of opt for the, the reallocation strategy. I think that's kind of like the middle ground, um, somewhere in between both that actually I could see that happening, right? Like I could see that happening in the next few years. Um, and I don't know, I, like I said, we have to really look at the numbers and break it down. But like, like I said earlier, there has to be some police forces out there that are doing it correctly. Well, how much money are they using in proportion to the people that they have on their force? What issues are they tackling? Um, you know, just how is the layout of crime compared to, you know, these cities that are super funded, you know, L.A., N.Y. especially. Um, and how does this all really look? I don't know. And that's the thing. It's some people know, some people don't, but everyone has an opinion on it. <laughs> so it, it's 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 very hard to kind of to sort through the noise and come to a, a genuine consensus on things. 
Um, but I, I think that data strategy would be a, a pretty helpful one because facts are facts, right? Facts are facts. You, you can't say anything. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's a situation that's, <laughs> I hate to say this cause I feel like this is, you know, typical news person speak, but constantly evolving. Um, <laughs> and it, it just seems like each week or each month we just get further and further down the rabbit hole of both police killings and solutions or, um, ways to get around it. And it's just hard to, to kind of sort through and, and make sense of it all sometimes. So, yeah. That's been the transition, episode 33. Thank you for listening. I don't, I hate when we end the podcast on such somber note like that, but it's just like, it's real though. Like, this is what's going on. So it's, yeah. it's hard not to no. talk about it. And, and we will be, we will be back on, on Friday, possibly more somber or possibly very happy. Depending Man, maybe on, I'll uh, come up with some good ideas or maybe we'll come up with some good ideas and we'll have, you know, something positive to say we'll say like yeah. oh you know this is uh because there has to be people who are actually researching this right you know it's, it's not just we're the first people to think of something like this so i'm sure there's been some studies or research or whatever done out there it's just that it's not being implemented you know um, yeah so maybe if those ideals are found you know we, we'll, we'll discuss those is yeah. there anything else you want to say i'm sorry i kind of cut you off no 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 no. i just want to say my mood is going to depend heavily on what the uh what the outcome is we're gonna uh, of tomorrow <laughs> but yeah we're going to come in here. If, oh, my goodness. If Trump wins, we're just going to come in here Friday. I'm like, Alex, so what do you think? I don't care. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> just going to go man. straight to the uh, the second half of the podcast and just go off on uh, the country, yeah, which if, I wouldn't if, mind seeing. But I just really hope it doesn't come to ready, that. man. Yeah. If Donald Trump wins, I've basically lost all faith in the United States. As Are you moving? If that happens? Would I move? Uh Probably not, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I mean, if but it's my, getting more and more of a realistic possibility. If my job would allow it, I've wanted to move overseas for for a while, at least for a couple of years, as it is. So I would love to, if I could, if I could, if I could make that align with the next four years of Trumpism. If that were to happen, I would love nothing more than to kind of get a break from all this. Hey, remote problems. work is a thing now. People are making it work. So yeah. So we'll Why see not? though. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully everybody that's listening got out, got got out to vote and voted for uh, I don't know, and voted for Joe. <laughs> but I'm going to Uzbekistan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Yeah, we should go to Kazakhstan, man. Yeah, follow, Kazakhstan follow over there. <laughs> <laughs> One of those stands over there. We're gonna we're gonna head off in that direction. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's been the transition episode thirty three. Comments and uh, opinions, of of course, are always uh, appreciated. Make sure you give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this on. Appreciate you listening. Thank you to Alex for re-recording this one more time because of my microphone. Um, and we'll be back next week, hopefully, with uh, good news or really good analysis. Blue wave, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. See you guys later. Peace.